play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello and welcome in. It's Kamish Corner Week 10 with your boy Kamish Khan. And joining me this week, a truly spectacular legend of Luke championship history. A man we all loathe and lore at the same time. Jack. And love. I, I, lore, love, I guess. Yeah, love sometimes doesn't find its way in there. But it's you heard him there. It's Jack McDonald. Jack, how you doing on this fine Thursday evening watching the Ravens versus Dolphins? Doing good. I also go by co-commissioner. No, 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 know. no, 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 co-manager. You're co-manager. <laughs> you very much well, we fucked know. up when you were in high school by putting that instead of commissioner. We, we all know what it means. <laughs> we uh, do I, all know what it means, but it, it it adds an element that you fucked it up. <laughs> I think it. I think it represents a very special time in my life where not a lot of thinking was involved. Not saying I do a lot of thinking nowadays, but certainly less back then. I don't know. You've you've actually. I can definitely back up. You've become somewhat of an intellectual, so I, I agree with you. I think back then maybe uh, that side hadn't developed so much that part of your brain. But nowadays, it's it's tough to keep up with you in conversation at times. Uh, I saw PTSD of Scott saying you are literally too stupid to insult, <laughs> and that was his like that was his one line to go back to because he heard it on the Hangover. Yeah, I was going to say. Go, go back to it over and over again and then i would go back at the end of the day and i was like man do i need to read some books or try right. to school or something one of those disses is, people... is there some substance to all <laughs> yeah. this one of those disses people keep saying to you and then eventually you're like oh fuck so that's true i mean you don't say it's like when i first found out i was balding like people just kept joking about the power alleys and i'm like well they wouldn't say that if you don't have them uh, i know there's, there's gotta be something to it. that's how you know you're you're good friends because only the best of friends can really pry at your insecurities um, and, and pretend to laugh. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, just just to give you your fair chance, you said you had a, something off the top that you wanted to yeah. start the episode well, Tonight's a big night, Connor. Why is that? There's brand new Adele's coming out in 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Brand is... new Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars, Silk Sonic. The whole album is dropping. Okay. And... A little Connor special, a sprinkle for you. Red, Taylor's version. So she's re-releasing Red, Taylor's version, re-recorded. Right. Same exact songs. Fuck you, Scooter Braun. 31 year old Taylor. So yeah, fuck you, Scooter Braun. Are you excited for any of the three? Because I know for the listeners back home, you know, the huge listening base that we have on this pod right i was gonna say <laughs> yeah. i'm really carrying my weight in that <laughs> considering <laughs> i only listen to podcasts all the time uh you are formerly a huge swifty are you excited am, about the re-releases or the taylor's version drops i'm passionate i would say about the re-releases because to me it's like getting to relive that high school nostalgia when she was just dominating the scene and and yeah. to be fair she has but you know my bread and butter and i'm not saying red is this but is those early country albums and as she's remastered and re-released these i don't need the new lyrics it's like hearing it for the first time again because there's that little part of me being a, a total swifty where i'm like 
yeah, you're getting yours and fuck, fuck Scooter Braun every time I listen to it. I'm like, yes, not that you need more millions of dollars, but it should be your content. So I get, I get pretty hyped whenever she completes another album in that. And I will say, as a, a true fan of T-Swift, those are the only versions I have on my phone anymore. The only ones of I'll course. download. I'm with you 100%. So, um, 22, I, I'm also, 22. I gotta There's say, no, I'm not... Well, super well versed in all of it but i am uh i am excited for silk sonic i think that those two together i'm a big i like anderson pock a lot but uh, so do I. I think bruno mars just fits his vibe like i think they'll be a good complimentary group and it's gonna make you feel good like it's gonna be really fun upbeat music i would expect just like the um first song they did already released the single i hope so also i have great memories of being in sun river in high school like going from lake to lake or on a hike or whatever we were doing with your parents but i was driving your parents car and mike scott had adele album 19 and 21 on repeat they, the, scott, the scots absolutely loved rolling into deep or just any <laughs> old school adele and so always like a crazy nostalgia trip every time I listen to Adele for whatever reason I associate it with your parents in a good way. No, in a great way. I mean, if there's ever been an artist that maybe like amplifies Sue Scott, where it's like crazy energy and passion, but no cussing or anything dirty, it's always just yeah. very straight down the middle. That's but true. it's it's like you play the hits. I mean, she she loves it. You guess who? This will make sense too. Adele, and then guess my mom's other favorite artist, and this is so perfect to me uh, i'll guess something like bruno mars or billy eilish you're getting or... you're pretty close actually it's like the it's like older version Z100 top uh is it adam levine it's pink it's uh, pink. really yeah she That's loves pink, pink. <laughs> and then she gets down to some pink <laughs> i feel like pink might be a little risque for sue scott <laughs> no um, she likes the edgy nature because it's like fake edgy uh like it. it's like very pro female edgy you know it's not yeah, it's not too too dirty for her. um which one of the three are you most excited is this the one where adele's singing about her divorce to her son really weird concept for an album but i'm not sure exactly like what, she, what the content is going to be but you know how want to know a fun fact that i just learned i do you know how all of her albums are a uh, number so her first was 19 and 21 and 25 and the one released tonight is going to be called 31 you would think that it's her age. That's exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> the number the number represents when she started writing out. So she's actually 33. She might even be 34 now. And so when she started writing the album, like the lyrics behind the songs are supposed to represent where she was in her life at that point. Uh, not when it was released. That is so awesome. if you want to have one over on your coworkers tomorrow or on Monday, pull out that little fun fact on them. That one is, that's a really good fun fact, to be honest. That, that's really interesting. Too. Bad, right? and it's going to be cool to look back on now knowing that just like when her discography is done to kind of see the progression and you'll have a clear cut time of when in her life, like you just said, she wrote that album and you'll probably be able to depict kind of the differences as you go back um, years from now yeah. and re-listen to it. And that's why it ties in actually with what I was saying. That wasn't a joke. I was reading about that this is album is going to be like the songs will represent an explanation to her son basically about her and her husband splitting up um and it's oh, like two it's not like i don't think it'll be directly every song to the kid right but it's that's apparently the background message that's being layered in there 
um, or the story she's telling. So you I'm excited. Give me divorce PTSD. Are you going to be receiving a phone call <laughs> at about 11:30 tonight? <laughs> you know, You're just bawling. Yeah, <laughs> Finally, Adele explained it all. <laughs> That's good. The. Uh, so are you you're saying you're most excited for adele then i'll probably listen to adele first hook song and second and then red Taylor's version third just because obviously we know what songs are gonna be it's just yeah you don't need bit. to re-listen really even to the full yeah. album it's more just like i said that nostalgia and and you have to download it to support that's what's most important to me oh, yeah. 100%. Um, i also wanted to get into i know ongoing since the purchase of your own uh, domicile here on the east side of portland there's been a never-ending list of projects all of which have turned out really fantastic by the way kudos to you and i'm Thank assuming you. your dad and uncles who do the majority of the work no I'm, I'm, that's a joke i know you've been grinding they and, did. and my mom and my your mom, mom sorry yes is the and, hero and of you the know what renovation. darren too we got to give them all a shout out everyone except kate has really stepped up um too bad she point. doesn't listen to this pod that was an un a shot at across the bow when she's not even going to hear it um but i am curious what what's the current focus uh the current project right now is going to be the tile backsplash in the kitchen i'm doing that on sunday uh we're working with it's kind of like a light seafoam green Ooh. against against a white countertop and white cabinets all from ikea the tiles from like a surplus store uh i think it's close to tigered actually um and it'll be my first experience installing tile but i don't think it'll be all that difficult i'm gonna have to rent a tile cutter which will be uh a different experience so we're gonna get into like cutting really skinny pieces that go right up against the cabinets right i'm hoping i'm hoping it looks good it was a bold decision to go green because the rest of the kitchen is white, so it's going to be that color pop when you walk in. Yeah. And it can either work or it won't work, and it would be, like, too bold, if that makes sense, and really draw your ride to it in a bad way. So I don't think I'll know until it's up. Um, so I'm kind of holding my breath and hoping it works out. I have to say, initial reaction, though, is that seafoam green is actually, I'm not even joking here, it's actually perfect because it's muted down a little bit. So it's more of like a, a essence color than it is like bold yeah. in your face. And I think that could be perfect with the white. It's going to give a very well, calming, like, islandy vibe. Connor, I don't know the right way to say this, but throughout the whole process, because it's very much like I want to like to live there, of course, but it's also very much a good use of money kind of like an investment yeah opportunity right um and so the whole time going through the renovation i'm thinking what is that wife i don't want to stereotype here so i need to be careful but like what is that future buyer let's put it that way the future buyer who, who cares more about the aesthetics <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the buyer within the relationship that cares more about the aesthetic and the way the house looks um and the feel of the house, what are they going to care about most? And so that has motivated a lot of my <laughs> design decisions. <laughs> Therefore, we're getting a green seafoam backsplash. And it's going to look so, cute as fuck. As you've been building the house of your dreams, you're actually trying to build the house of the or the <laughs> wife of, of the next the buyer's four-year-old male right. or female. could be either, but it's likely female. But like dream kitchen, dream living room, super cozy um dining room all that stuff so that's amazing hey so far i will say it's it's led you in a good direction because i'd say it's very tasteful what all has been done nothing 
it doesn't look at all like you're living in a uh, frat house, which is shocking for Thank any you. male doing renovations if it turns out like that. I mean, I would have had like a roadwork oh. sign up there that I stole one night on the way back from 23rd Thank after you. Cooper bought an obsessive amount of shots for no reason. Um, I appreciate that. Well, what really motivated it, as the Lugol knows, I was going through a breakup when I initially bought the house. Right. And one of the reasons that kicked off and scared the breakup was my immaturity. So I was like, I was hyper motivated to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a grown man. I can renovate a house. I'm going to make it look <laughs> super grown up. And so everything. It does, though. Goal, it really does. The goal is to make it look super duper grown up, even though. I'm not like making a ton of the decisions. Most of it has come from my mom and dad, design wise, and my sister. Well, yeah, giving their <laughs> input. I mean, that's how it's, that's how I was doing it. It's my uh, my own fuck you uh, rampage. Yeah, not that, <laughs> not, oh, that yeah? might be too. Is this that immature? Might be too harsh, but that's motivated a lot of the decisions. <laughs> no, I mean that's a that's a good point in general. It's like. That's usually what happens after a breakup. What normally is the the cycle is everyone gets in the best shape of their life, and you've done that Yo, as well. Revenge as bod, revenge bod oh, which yeah. you've you've filled out the shoulders. We've all noticed. And Thanks, then on man. top of that, I mean the absolute maturity of the dark mahogany inside that house. I mean, come on, just in the whiskey bar right when you walk in. I mean, come on. Thank you. Doesn't it just scream grown up? It does. It screams like. <laughs> Meanwhile, you you Coop and I were on a group. Uh, text exchange earlier today when my <laughs> when an IT guy was looking over my shoulder saying, "Hey, so when should we have a when should we break in the new bong that arrived on my <laughs> Cooper?" <day>? Yeah, Texas. <laughs> Guess what arrived today? And I go, "The bong you bought when you were blacked out." And Jack texts us back. Yeah. An IT guy was literally holding my phone. My colleague was holding my phone when you sent that. And <laughs> Cooper's was... question is, "Are our last names attached?" <laughs> I know. I was at the IT desk fixing my computer, and our computers are synced with our phones. Coop's text comes up. Hey, you guys won't believe what just showed up. A huge black bomb that I ordered while blacked out on Saturday night. What do we want to break it in? I was like, God, Oh, God damn. My friends are out of control. <laughs> did he, did the IT guy react at all? No, no, it was one of those where we both knew that he saw it. And but we made eye contact, but did not say a single thing. That's so funny. <laughs> I wonder how many times that's happened to him and what he's seen. I mean, there's got to be sure, some stories. I'm sure they can see anything. Oh, yeah. I'm My, saying, but even in the moment, like, things just popping up because that people are going to text all the time, yeah. you know. I'm sure they've had some weird encounters. Yeah, I've pretty much owned or come to terms with the fact that whatever we've ever input into a computer can be exposed about us whenever. And so at this point, I've just doubled down. Just gotten into really <laughs> exotic, you know, <laughs> searches yeah. and whatnot. You just want to throw that <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet you didn't peg me as this guy. Uh, <laughs> so, another idea, you know, we're both something we have in common is our love of Bill Simmons and his podcast, right? And yeah, we do love it. This week, I mean, it's Most almost can't miss Bill. content. Yeah, and I mean, he's the pod father, and look at what we're doing right now. So. Pod this <laughs> there it is. This week, uh, they did Disney pod racing. What does Anakin Skywalker say in episode one? You're asking now me a Star Wars trivia racing. question. Now, I think he goes, now this is pod racing when he's passing Boba Fett or whatever. This is that before he makes out with his sister. <laughs> I'm done talking Star Wars with you. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, this is not a good battle for you. Um, 
but their their idea or their segment this week was half baked ideas, which we thought was hilarious, and they do a great job. But we are often people that that come up with some funny business ideas or some half baked um, thoughts yes. of our own. So I'm curious if you had one uh, prepared for us tonight uh, that you're willing yep. to share. This is Jack's IP, my IP, so no one can go stealing it. Um, but these aren't also complete ideas. That's the point. They are half baked. So yeah, pretty much. Lead us off. So I was in the office earlier today and my mind was going all over the place and I had to go to the bathroom number two and going to the bathroom, especially number two in the office is quite the situation because in my opinion, I want it to be like a very intimate, isolated experience. I don't want anybody else to be next to me in the stall, right? especially a coworker that I know. I just want to be able to go in there for 10 minutes do my thing like yeah because what if it gets loud flip through youtube whatever and just enjoy my 10 minutes in the morning after coffee right seemingly like inevitably every day somebody walks in goes to like in the urinal urinal or even worse takes a stall next to me there's only two stalls right it's not like they're choosing (laughs) and so here's my idea so you know like in parking garages these days, like this new high-tech parking garages, ooh, Lamar just threw a bad pick. Anyways, they have the uh, green light, red light system that indicates whether or not a spot yes. is open down the aisle. Yes, I do. Like, at the airport, they have them. I know you can't just have a few. I want that same technology to be utilized for bathrooms. Here's what I mean by that. I want either on the outside of the door for there to be a green light indicating that a stall both stalls are open so like you're in the clear if you want to go number two or if that is too weird there's an app that you can download like a campus app or like a company app you can download that indicates whether or not a stall is open and even goes to the link that it says whether it's been open for like 10 minutes or more because you don't want to go number two right after somebody just did i mean we're talking cleaning the toilet seat, maybe wiping a few pubes into the toilet, flushing oh and you're yourself to go. Nobody wants to deal with that. No. Nobody also wants to shit in somebody else's tent, you know? Right. You just want a clean, open space. It ruins the serenity. And so what I'm, what I'm thinking is it's either an app or it's a green light system on the outside of the door that tells you whether the coast is clear. Um because when it's red, that means it's being used and nobody else is going to come into the bathroom when it's red. You're just a creep if you do that, you know? Right. Do you like my idea at all? Or I, I love the idea. I guess where uh, my first question would go, because you're you're right. This is, and that's the point of the half-baked idea. You find those minor inconveniences in life and you try to fix them, right? Um, it's a potty planner. It's a potty planner. Plan. Oh, that's there you go. That's a great name. Great name. Thanks. And, Peepee, for and sure. so in this case, the the function that it's providing that let's say just looking at the bottom of the stall and seeing if there's feet there is not is oh yeah it's not just the availability it's also like hey i'm not in here but i this needs two more minutes before the stank <laughs> is out is that you know what the funny part about the feet thing is when you lean under to see like if there's feet on the other one you know who's wearing those shoes oh yeah the office isn't that big oh that is one of the worst parts too that's why yeah. when I'm when I'm next to a coworker in the stall, I mean, 
if I f have any feel that it's going to be loud in there, I'm holding. I'm holding <laughs> fire, dude. I'm holding fire. It's I'm too scared risky. to wipe when there's somebody next <laughs> me, to me. Me too. No I'm like, do I do it wrong and they're going to somehow notice? <laughs> Want to know a horror story? Yes. Yes, I do. Unrelated. Yes, I do. And the lube <laughs> does too. <laughs> okay. So uh, freshman year of college when I was working for the Oregon baseball team, uh, another like a, I don't even know if you call him a coworker, another intern or whatever. Of mine, we're going to the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> he was in the stall next to me, and I drop post wipe a, uh, <laughs> a toilet paper swab. I don't know what you call it, bundle onto the ground that he could see. No, it, in be, it kind of fell in between that to like no. pick it back up, and then he. We were, we were super cool. Like <laughs> it wasn't. Cool. Uh, it, it wasn't a guy that I was uncomfortable with. He was super nice. And we just started cracking up. And for the rest of like the week, I was known as poop boy. <laughs> you earned it though with that one. That is the worst nightmare. The worst status. part is that it was post wipe and he could probably tell. Uh, well, at least I was cool with it. Better than it being your boss or somebody. You're, oh my gosh. If know, it was George Wharton. <laughs> next door to <laughs> Could you. you imagine? Sorry, coach. <laughs> <laughs> but like. How big of a clutch you have to be to drop? That's so bad. I've, I've like, we've all dropped <laughs> one, right? We've all dropped one. It catches some weird part on the butt, and it just it, it falls. But it I mean, the hair. yeah, oh God, <laughs> too real. But you've got to be on your full control when you're next to I someone know. in public. That is unbelievable. That's hilarious. You, you earned yeah. the name Poop Boy that day. I think. Um, I, that was a complete tangent or like one off, but anyway, sorry. I can get us back on. Yeah, yeah, I can get us back on. So, my first one is, and this is one I'm, I'm actually think is potentially a good idea. It's an <laughs> indoor golf course, but it's not just a simulator. Like it's it's real holes indoors. You play How it. Big on, is this warehouse? That's the thing. So there's there's obviously issues, Jack. We'll get through that. Um, you play everything, but we're off playing of the Superdome. <laughs> yeah, but we just renting out the Superdome, and it's one hole. Well, I figured we could use like half of South Dakota since no one really goes there or checks it out. Like we could just rent out a state and build a massive warehouse that covers the state. No, but think of it this way: I've obviously thought of that. That's the main concern. And so, what my thought is. You're doing like shorter holes where maybe you use irons or toned down driver. You know, you it's they're shorter holes. They're not like full Arbery. golf holes. And you play, there's nets in between the holes. And you have like, you only have like three or four holes probably in yeah. per spot. Um, at least in the normal consumer size warehouse, not for the professional league. Yes, that's part of it. Um, And then you play and the rules of golf are it's like basically the same sport but there's differences it's like slam ball for basketball like you can hit it off the wall it's like putt putt life size mixed with real golf oh you can hit it off the wall or yeah the or like if yes there's a bad everything's stop. live basically and you still have a couple like just water thing you know indoor um, little fountains and stuff yeah it's like grown-up putt-putt. I like the idea, especially if you put in some barriers or booby traps, if you will. Right. They have to hit around, kind of like top golf, but they're either in the air, they're hanging from the ceiling, they're on yes. the side. Exactly. So and it's fun things. You're spot you on. And so this is the anti-old-school golf where it's all about fun, and it's all about, like, yes, you got to hit a good shot, but you can pick to – you could putt it all the way there. You could do whatever you want to try to score the best yeah. you can. And so – it's, and you can play year round. The yes, that's is the space. point. The, the, the only real 
huge issue is the startup funding. Obviously, it'd take a ton of money. And then the space. How do you actually fit three <laughs> indoor golf holes that you well, want people to be able warehouse. to swing you in a one warehouse. warehouse to be successful? I'm sure top I'm sure top golf started with one. Yeah, of course. Like, Man, this is great. Right. Every city wants to invest in it. What about an it's like a, almost a tourist attraction? But, exactly. Yeah. And then it starts spreading and Jack. Just like arena football, now we have a, a pro league that's battling yeah, the PGA but... just for the fun side of things. And it's small. It's come not on. like, come on, come on. You don't only have like four holes or five yeah, holes. Yeah, and I, so I had an idea about that too, is you play them um, like in a, if you were playing a tournament, let's say. And this yeah. this takes some, hey, this is half-baked. Give me a fucking break here. Uh, but Sorry, you, I'm trying to turn up the degrees in the oven <laughs> nice um, <laughs> the you play you build the course so the holes could be reversible you can play them from okay. either way so it's eight then you have people hitting at other people that's a that's the idea. part well then that's a half big part too is then do you send people out like hey you have an <laughs> hour you have an hour on the play, course play your own risk there we go everyone wears football agreement, pads and a, a helmet with a block over the face dude yeah, this is brilliant <laughs> this is brilliant okay let's let kids family but they have to wear full pads <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they, as long as they have the pads on no one gets hurt uh, people walking around in space suits <laughs> exactly <laughs> i think i'm onto something here so fuck off uh the other is earbuds that automatically sense human voice so they turn down by themselves or shut off like when someone comes up and talks to you so you don't have to do the pause awkwardly and be like oh what was that you just they can somehow i uh you gotta hire someone smart to do that but <laughs> there's voice shit everywhere these days like why can't we have headphones that recognize that as not your own you'd have to load in your own voice and tone and stuff yeah. there's a lot of issues obviously <laughs> within that like hey what if i'm in public and someone yells from a long ways away about a game they're watching <laughs> and that doesn't turn off but that's really irrelevant because this is half-baked so there's my second idea do you have yeah. I don't have any more, but I like your ideas. Thanks. I'm sorry I didn't come with more ammo for you, but I was thinking earlier at work. That's why I texted you. I was super excited to get off my chest. Yeah, that's a I like that one. And that's a that's a really relevant one too, because we've all experienced that. Something else feel, we've all experienced I just, that I'd really love to uh, have an idea for, but couldn't really formulate one is just something better than a fucking mop. I think a mop is so overrated and hard to use compared to what it should be. Like, how how is a vacuum as good as it is, and I'm still using a fucking bucket and mop to do the floors, yeah. which I really need to deep clean? You need, like, a, a combo of the two, don't you? Yeah, like an automatic mop. That's ex Okay, there we go. We're building here but an electric sucks. automatic mop, dude. And it sucks it to dry the like floor. That. Oh, my gosh. We thought of something here. There's something like that out there. No, it's a mop or a vacuum. There's no in between. There's no hybrid yet. I think they're trying it already. <laughs> Somewhere in Russia, they've they've dabbled in the, the hybrid mop. No, that's why I've seen commercials where you get those side by side carpet angles. You're like, which one is going to be wider? Which one's going to be wider? <laughs> no, but that's so, a that's a deep carpet clean. Those exist. You're right, but I'm talking hardwood floors, mop. Okay, hardwood stuff. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Right. You should know. You have a ton of hardwood in your house. I do. Um, and then lastly, there's got to be a better way, better thing for dog poop carrying than there is right now. I mean, I know the bag works, it suffices, but when you're not close to a trash can and you're taking the dog for a walk, there's got to be some intermediate <laughs> idea. Like I, I was thinking you probably just have a little 
smell-proof Ziploc pouch that goes on a dog leash, and you can stick the poopy bag in there. And t- dog and tell diapers. You, yeah, or dog diapers. Walks. Except, Every time you go on a walk, you have to put on a dog diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and I misread the directions, and I'm trying to put it on myself, and I'm not understanding it. <laughs> We're getting a whole mess of issues there. Uh, this is owner-friendly. Connor interprets that as putting it on himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I've had quite a few. Uh, okay. Now that we've... Connor takes the shit on his walk. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wow, this is great. This is fantastic. This solves the whole pooping in public issue, too. I just do it and no one knows. Uh, okay. Now That's that we've spent idea. 28 minutes talking non-Lug topics... Uh, Let's go ahead and dive into a little bit of the Lug. And and the first thing I wanted to ask you about is obviously today was our trade deadline. Um, yeah. And it kind of went down more quiet than I would have expected, or I think we all expected, and, and it has in years past. Um, I, have a, I have a recommendation on okay. the top. Okay. I want, I want the trade deadline to be on a Saturday or a Sunday. Oh, because work's getting in the way potentially? Everybody, especially first half of the day. Like if it was at 12 a.m., no one's, I mean, I love the Luke, but it's tough to make a trade from eight to 12 on a work day, to yeah. be honest. And so if we, if we make it on a Saturday or Sunday, especially Saturday, like before Sunday, then people will have their new players before football Sunday. I think we're going to get more uh, participation. Yeah, that's actually a great point. I think uh, this all started obviously when we were in high school and college. So days, weekdays were a little more accessible to all of us. Um, and mm-hmm. now that everyone is working and it's, it takes up uh, quite a bit of focus. I think we'll obviously have to vote for it, but I think you're going to sweep that one in the Luke when you bring it up. I think that's a great idea. Give a full Thanks. Saturday of people just mad hatting trades. Because even uh, what I wanted to get into today was I know we were all trying to swing deals and kicking the tires on what out what was out there. But it's like you said, hard when you also have meetings uh, for three of the four talk, hours. Can we talk about Randall and Coop's trade? Yeah, that's what I so I wanted to ask you first what you thought of the trade that did go down. And just to rehash, it was basically Saquon Barkley for Adam Thielen. Yeah, I really liked it for both of them. Randall used a veteran move and Coop also played very well, even though Coop is doing really well. But Randall is at six and three at the top of the loop. So he has the luxury of trading a win now guy for a win later guy. And sometimes people don't do it. But I'd love to see when somebody gets off to an early lead and they are sacrificing um, a few wins, even though they know they're probably going to get into the playoffs for their playoff performance. Right. Uh, I really like to see it because Saquon, who knows, I mean, it could still be another few weeks before he's at the top of his game, but he's probably going to be there during the playoffs. And Coop, even though he's five and four, he's still in a fight. Everybody's five and four right now. Well, there's a lot That's of teams. That, He's, he knew he needed to uh, make a move for a win now, and I really appreciate it on both of their ends. I thought it was good. I, I agree, and I will just fully uh, divulge that I was also like talking with Cooper about Saquon at that same time, but it's exactly what you said where I freaked myself out being five and four, getting rid mm-hmm. of someone I can use week in and week out the next couple weeks that's fully healthy because even when Saquon's back – my my biggest concern was that it's now been a torn ACL followed up by a pretty severely sprained ankle. That's all lower extremities for a guy who gets paid to use his lower extremities. Like, 
Um, yeah. And all you, I mean, as a fancy <laughs> owner, you just need him to output for four weeks. I mean, that's all you really care about, right? You just need 12 points for four straight weeks and then hopefully get one or two breakout games. And Booker's ran the ball well behind their line during Saquon's absence. Um, but it does get in your head a little bit when you're not at the top of the league. So I agree. I think this was great on both sides. Randall has that leeway to make a move like that. I, th- I think he was kind of asking around a, a couple different areas searching for that kind of a deal. Um, yep. I'm excited to see how it plays out. I think Thielen, Coop needed something to bolster his wide receivers. That's for sure. Uh, and Thielen's been a guy who, although everyone keeps thinking he's going to decline me included, he kind of keeps outputting. So He's so consistent. Yeah, even with Kirk Cousins as a QB. You like that? It's kind of like, it's like Cooper Cup in a lot of ways, but... Yeah, so, like just always Bieber, open. You list Cooper Cup. And they're both white. Is that what you meant? Nope, didn't say it. Was but that's what you were it. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other question for you is, uh, quickly on the trade deadline, is why you think deals didn't happen as often or as much this year as they have in years past. And if you want, I can give you my yeah. take first or you can go first. I think that a lot of it had to do with it falling on a work day, especially Fair. Thursday. It seems too busy. But I also think uh, the league is getting smarter top to bottom. It's just harder to trade year in and year out. Um, I also think that because everybody is either four and five. Boom. Five you hit my point four, right there. People are relatively okay with their teams, and they're just risking it for the biscuit from now on. Randall was one of few in a position where he could leverage his his record to make a win later trade. He's he's actually basically the only one that could do that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he is the only one. and he's only got sure. a one game lead on the rest of the league anyway. So it's it's I think you killed it with that point there that it's such a close league this year. No one's willing to trade a big name for a couple pieces or something of that nature because everyone's close enough that it's competitive with the rosters we currently have. And it makes it a lot tougher to convince yourself a risk is worth it. Um, I was a point I've been talking to you about for the year and it never happened is player or team or owners, (laughs) players on teams. Jesus, that was a mouthful. (laughs) Well, in beer three, I mean, (laughs) And beer three owners with players on teams that are doing really well, like the Cardinals or the Bucks or the Rams, um, thinking about trading their players so they can avoid a week 17 because there's 18 weeks in the season now. Week 17, that's the last week in the playoffs where their players, their star players, aren't going to sit. I thought, like, for example, let's say Randall had, Randall does have Cooper Cup. Like, I would be curious to here if he thought about potentially trading Cooper Cup knowing that he's probably going to be in the playoffs because there's a chance Coop, Cooper Cup sits week 17 and 18 if they're just crushing it by then. Yeah. I was thinking that takes a lot of foresight. Takes I know a lot. hindsight's 2020, right? 2019. Foresight is in the future. Yeah. 20, 20, 2019 or 20. 20 whichever you pick <laughs> 20 this time <laughs> only cooper is gonna laugh at that joke uh, <laughs> i know unfortunately i i hear what you're saying that is still in my opinion like if you're having to downgrade your player and it's not a very clear just straight up swap that's still a really ballsy move though because you're putting a lot of faith in the fact that 
even without Cooper Cup, and and that's an extreme example because he's been so good this year. But even a mid tier guy like if they've been that good, it's hard to part ways with the consistent points, even for these couple weeks. Um, it'd be different, I think, if Randall was like nine and zero, because then you literally are in the playoffs already, yeah. and it's it's a lot easier. But well, he can't exactly tank. It'd be different yet. if the Rams were nine and zero, or if yeah, the Rams were nine and zero, and there's an obvious favorite. Then that's where it gets interesting. But there's, I guess, there's no team in the NFL like that right now. No, there, and that, I mean, who knows? There could be, like you said, we still have almost half, just under half the season left to go with that extra week being thrown in there. Um, Should we hop into the power rankings? Which, just a disclaimer, David's going to be the one that uh, posts them on ESPN, but he's still working on those because it's been a busy work week. Uh, and Jack has graciously agreed to go ahead and just throw some rankings down off the top of his head. So we have, have something to talk about here. Number 10, we're going in reverse order. Yes. Uh, which I apologize. What? We should have been doing that the whole time. Air on. The we're, going, we're going 10 to one. And I think it's obviously Tyler. Not only is he own claimed the worst record, but he also has the least amount of points for. So unfortunately, Ty, I love you. And I love going through, what is it, the twos and throws? The, come on, help me out. The trials Eyes and tribulations. And lows, the throws and fronds, something like Pros that. Pros and cons. <laughs> the season with Ty. <laughs> Man, this beer is hitting me hard. <laughs> I was going to say, you lost your train of thought right there. Um, <laughs> They have Coors Light in my house, and I'm at my pops right now. And I guess he only drinks IPAs. I was gonna say he doesn't fuck around difference. with the light stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta respect Gordon's the only reason, and we I think half of our group loves IPAs now because he made yes. us drink them when we were 15. I know he shamed us to <laughs> yeah. death growing up. Oh, you drink that pig swill? Yeah. There's uh, serious shaming going on. I got Anyways. to admit, I think last week was the first week where. I felt legitimately bad for Tyler. I he, he actually put up a pretty good performance, and then David has Nick Chubb throw down a 70-yard TD run and some other oddities in his lineup. And not to say David wouldn't have had the same bad luck if it goes the other way, but you got to feel for Tyler when you look at his roster, and it's just guys that should be good and have been good in the past and are yes. just underwhelming this year. And well, Dak, Dak played awful last week. Right. Ryan Jones was the culprit for uh, what's the – current QB's name in Green Bay. Jordan Love. The guy that sucks. Jordan Love. Unfortunate situation there. Robert Woods is playing second fiddle to a uh, cup, not to mention the OBJ trade, which is only going to hurt Robert Woods more. He's Absolutely. Like, Robert is. Woods on steroids, and he's going to take his spot. Marquise Brown tonight, I don't know how many, what he put up, six, was disgusting. Well, it wasn't his fault. It was Lamar. Lamar put up a terrible performance. Um, I wouldn't want a piece or to touch the Vegas team at the moment, considering everything that's going on um, there. Even though I think, I mean, Dick Waller's still going to be good no matter what. But and yeah. then, let's see, who else? Antonio Brown's been hurt. Julio Jones has been relatively average this year. It's a tough one for Ty because I feel like uh, he also decided to kind of, uh, again, well, this will be the last time we disclaim it hard during a work day, but he also chose to stand pat during the trade deadline. Um, when he's one of those guys, you could have seen shake it up. Like he, he was talking to offering Aaron Jones, but um, sure. He didn't get very great deals for him there or anything. 
quick quick shout out to Ty. He's like, guys, I'm literally digging a hole right now, but I'm down to trade. Yeah, so that's commitment. I appreciate his commitment. <laughs> that's commitment to the Luga and the deadline. Yeah. Um, who, who you got at number nine? I have Kyle. Kyle, wow. Which is interesting because he started off the year so hot. But when he has the nuts to text a group chat, hey, uh, C-Mac, Murray, and Hopkins are all available, but I'm only taking starters. After those guys haven't played in like two weeks and uh, Murray and Hopkins haven't put up great numbers in the last like four weeks, Takes a lot of balls to throw out a text like that and expect a, a positive return. Yeah. Uh, so for that text, I'm throwing a pal at number nine. I gotta say, I do respect <laughs> what he was thinking uh, because I get it. It's those are big names that you know mean a lot to the NFL and to fantasy owners in general the last couple of years. But with our league, I think you just have to expect that almost all nine of the other guys are going to be like, well fuck that i'm gonna now i'm gonna do something worse um but i i do I see where kyle's coming from it's it's tough and especially having been the guy that's held michael thomas who's not even close to christian mccaffrey for a full year when he was injured it's so hard to part ways with one of your top five picks just because they've been that bad it's you just keep thinking they're gonna come back and i think mccaffrey actually could even last week was a down week and he put up 12 and a half pretty easily um it's just it's just what you want your roster to look like, I guess. Do you want to start spreading it around and get a couple extra pieces to kind of change the constru- construct of it, or do you want to stick with um, relying on that number one pick to return to form? And yeah. If he does, I mean, Kyle's going to be a much scarier team right off the bat because that's 15, 20-point increase in one spot in your lineup um, per week. Yeah. So I feel bad for him. I mean, he took a risk on Clyde, and C-Mac has been hurt all year. He did find a little hidden gem. And Michael Pittman Jr. though, that oh, guy's yeah. coming on strong. Oh yeah, like he's a top ten receiver next year in the draft. Yeah, I think close Michael to a top Pittman fifteen Jr. at least. Yeah, it just depends if you trust Carson Wentz or not. Um, I, good. I'm with you. You got, you got to give Kyle credit for being four and five with the injuries he's dealt with. I mean, he's really scrapped it together. I feel like uh, he's, he's got Higgins. I would. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Number eight. Number eight is going to be myself, unfortunately. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, I was singing my own praises for the better half of the year, but after Ridley went out um, for personal reasons. Respect and mental health I ones in your life, Jack. Completely respect it. And I take that extremely seriously, as seriously as anyone else takes that. I just, <laughs> I just think it's funny how every analyst or like take artist on ESPN anytime that comes up because like they're so terrified of being canceled they're like they take the stance of the most serious about the situation yeah. than anybody has ever been I care more than like, okay ever we has. understand we all agree it's serious but you don't need to be like the champion of mental health <laughs> when you when you may or may not have just like read what what was it called in high school when the uh like fake read a book, you know, uh, you know, the version, the short version online. Oh, uh, spark notes. Yeah. When they all just spark notes, mental health and like, I fucking live and breathe mental health. All right. <laughs> Nobody takes this more serious than me. That's like the skip Bayless thing. 
Um, but then anyways, the funny part is, I take like, it seriously as well. They'll, they'll <laughs> be like, I take mental health seriously. And then the guy's back playing two weeks later and the segment turns to, is this man a good father at home? And it's like, wait, wait. So you respect <laughs> wait, mental health, but we're attacking his personal life now. I don't understand I how, where the trade-off is there. So um, as, as much as I completely respect it, it's fucking derailed my season because at one point I was very confident in my uh, starting nine. And you let us know about but, it. Now I have a huge hole in my lineup because Ridley won't play. <laughs> and so I honestly don't know how to start a flex anymore. I don't have a good player. I'm going to probably have to rely on J.D. McKissick. Just put Jonathan like Taylor 10 in. 10 points. Oh, RIP. Sorry. <laughs> that, that one hurt well, a little. What truly derailed my season, and I hate to admit it, is that I really lost a trade with Coop. Uh, I lost the, the Taylor-Allen trade, even though Allen has put up close to 20 points the last two weeks it's still nothing close to taylor so hurts to admit it by loss that's enough on my team let's move on to number seven yep which is i'm taking david yeah Big it's, it's Chubb gotta be energy probably. even though chubb came back and he looked super good and then he got covid <laughs> <laughs> and also baker mayfield is on his team am hey, I right what are you talking about he was great yeah, he was fine. He was immediately better when Odell was gone. Odell's was the reason Baker was looking. He had to stare him down the first time or first read every play because Odell just bitches otherwise. I'm I'm surprised they can find a helmet for Baker after how big his head is gone. I know he's got a massive cock. <laughs> the way he plays so fearlessly, uh, the head on that guy. David has Russell Hustle and Bustle coming back, which is exciting. He is starting, so Chubb is out, Cream's out. Yeah, he's starting James Robinson, Melvin Gordon, who are very below par or above par. That one's always been confusing to me. Yeah, people say subpar as, like, a bad thing, but that's actually a good thing. It's always bothered me, but I also say it because that's just the accepted (laughs) phrase. Also, he has Cole Beasley. On his team, and Coop said something in the group text the other week, like, I can't believe I'm listening to a guy that looks like Randall. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was listening to Randall, so I said the same thing. And then I was like, oh, you're saying Cole Beasley looks like Randall. I was just saying, I can't believe I'm losing to a guy that is Randall. (laughs) I got super super confused. (laughs) And I felt bad after, so... Uh, quickly, Randall, I want to apologize to you. You don't uh, mean that. You don't mean that. You don't want to apologize. Not, Let's keep this not dirty. When not when he's number one in our league. I don't apologize at all. But he did. Shout out to Randall. He just sent a bottle of wine to my mom and Darren's house as a thank you for the golf trip. I'm going to stay there. Oh, that's awesome that he yeah, they showed us up like that. That's really sweet. <laughs> no, Randall, <laughs> hey, good coordinating. I'm, I'm glad we were all a part of that. Very nice guy, and also with a big dick, all of us. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> hey, great guy and all, but way to absolutely elephant cock us there. That is, that's just rude. That's a nice move. I appreciate that, Randall. Thank you very much. I will let um, Tanya and Darren know that their box of wine should show up next uh, Monday. <laughs> they're, cr- they're great. They're <laughs> as, as well as their free year membership on Con. Um, so just let them know that's all in the mail. Uh, all right, their, their barrel will roll up yeah, exactly <laughs> aged 20 years <laughs> from the yeah, never mind um 
let's move on to number six. Number six is going to be Rucka Flucka. Derek Sanger. Derek's had an, we said it last week, but it continued again this week. Uh, Derek's got one of the more up and down seasons to remember in Lug's recent couple seasons. Yeah, but man, if Justin and Mike start connecting again, which I think is going to happen, I feel like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are on a teeter totter. If that makes any sense, like one time one guy's up, currently Keenan Allen's up. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't and know why that is either, start, but that's, that's a thing with them. Has been the last, like, three seasons. Yeah, teams will start doubling Allen, and then Williams opens up a little bit. Oh, my sister just texted me. Red is out. Oh, it's 9-17. Let's go. Cannot wait for a little Adele action. Be prepared for that 11-30 call. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll face. stay up just expecting it. <laughs> I'll play. Hey, Jack. You're a good friend. Hey, Jack. No one champions mental health quite like I do, so I'll stay up and <laughs> wait to help you out if you need anything. All right. You're, you're an advocate for the brand. I appreciate it. Uh, not just an advocate, the advocate. Um, <laughs> no, no one, one knows more about it than I do. Uh, like depression sucks. That's a fact. So I don't know. Wait, hold on. We didn't touch on Dalvin Cook. What's What's the deal with him right now? Yeah, I have out? no clue. I was trying not to. I was just going to not comment on that one. because he beat up his girlfriend? Well, so she filed a, a, or alleged, I think, assault. But then he's saying. What should I take super seriously? I, I don't know. Because I saw the allegation first. And then John, or someone, whoever, I forget in the Luke who read about it. And they're like, oh, no, apparently she was pointing a gun at his head. And I was like. Um, oh, what? That or a gun at him or something. I don't know. It was like in self-defense, apparently. And oh, okay. so I was reading about it and couldn't really find what, like you could find articles both ways. So it's I don't know. I have no clue. Well, it'll be Derek. it's Derek's season hinges on that answer, though. It totally does. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, if 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 Dalvin were to go, it sounds like and looks like he's going to play this week. Um but if after that he's out the rest of the season, does that put Derek in beer mile territory? It might, but man, he has boomer bust potential with all of his guys. That's DK, what I mean by roller coaster. DK is 20 points or no points. DJ Moore, 20 points or no points. Mike Williams, same thing. Well, down the line. And the I don't thing know who is, Dan Arnold is. Dan Arnold sounds like, I don't know, your typical <laughs> like insurance sales yeah, he's overweight and arnold calling you from fidelity overweight with Literally a neck beard on his second chin just like <laughs> peering over you with some wire room glasses Darnold. at you you can really trunk that and truncate them to darnold though Dar- darnold that's true darnold. <laughs> that's a great point and something we should definitely continue talking about but um <laughs> <laughs> i think with Derek's team one thing you immediately notice is he has all the guys that were really hot to start the season when he was putting up a lot of points like Mike Williams and uh, DJ Moore specifically. Yeah. Those two have really cooled off. Um, just, just as hot as Derek was when he showed up senior year to the dance rehearsal and he was all of a sudden jacked out of his mind. Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, creatine's a hell you of a like, thing. Good God, Derek. How did you get so hot so quick? Uh, good times. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where all our heads went. Uh, was what I was thinking. And then he started dancing. Yeah. Good times. Good. What was that called? That dance? Senior dance. 
was it just in your dance? Yeah. Okay. Sorry to let everyone down on that one. Um, Didn't Shelby during? Um, <laughs> what are we talking about dance? here? <laughs> no, Sorry. actually, no. I do know uh, Nicole Krill was the choreographer because she was a serious dancer. Oh, that's right. Good times. First kiss. <laughs> First kiss done. <laughs> Everyone, nope, if you need that story, you just come to Uncle Con. Uh, let me tell you about there. one of the best first kisses ever. Um, at number five, who are you putting? I'm gonna actually move you up to number four because yes. you've been playing really well lately. Thank you. Well, and John, you it's might a matter of John just four. being. I'm injured. gonna say. I'm gonna say, thirty-two flavors. John Fishback. I. I think with John's team, it's... Oh, gosh. I might have overrated him. Oh, wow. I forgot that Derek and Alvin were out. That's what I mean. Well, and I was curious on your comments, like, not to say this was a draft strategy. You can't expect injuries. But in this case, this is where you would be benefiting by having those extra guys on the <laughs> bench. It's, it's 80% luck, 20% you're betting on. 15% concentrated. You just, you just want more well. darts. <laughs> just want more darts on the dartboard you know what i'm saying and luckily only one of my top four is out and now two of really top two top four is out um and so that's what i bet on unfortunately it really hasn't worked out for me because i'm four and five and so i'm not in a position of power to speak on this but my god does it not it things are grim for john that text he sent this group chat it was hilarious that was funny, I that was real i felt bad but that was hilarious like i wonder if that girl actually finished the beer that'd be pretty impressive i'm thinking not because i don't think she'd be able to move i know it was as big as her and one thing that's worth noting with john's team is he is a monster at home he's currently four and oh home record this year which we all know is very serious oh Man, defending his house. Yeah. Well done. You don't go into the fishback territory and come out with a win. That's one thing we've learned. He's terrible oh on the road, one and four, but I mean, dynamite at home. Rarely see a swing that Need big. A good home crowd. Great home crowd. They very much pants. support. Um, rumor has it, though, that ownership has been that, looking is for Is that an Adele reference? What? It. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped for 31. <laughs> she started writing this two years ago, bro. You don't get it. it. True. Um, uh, all right, at number four. <laughs> we got to wrap this before you black out. Oh, <laughs> uh, tomorrow morning's gonna be rough. That's <laughs> Friday. We don't work on Fridays. That's true. Who got it for number four? Is Daddy P. Wow, moving Paul down to four because Paul, Paul. We know. Do we know if it's going to be a girl or a guy? It's a guy. They Paul posted officially. Yeah, I think Paul posted it. It's a boy, I believe. On Instagram or something? Yeah, that yes. Which we know you are not a member of the community, so <laughs> you miss out on these major life event moments. See, in college, it was like endearing, like, "Oh, Jack, that's so funny. You don't do Instagram. We see each other all the time." Now it's like you're missing major life events. Is there anything else that's happened in like the last year that I should know about that maybe I didn't find out about? Yeah, Tommy died. Uh, it's been really sad. <laughs> Guys, no, we don't Tommy. have a friend named Tommy. We're, it's all good. Yeah, it's a joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but outside of those two things, no, not much. Uh, all right, I wonder good. how many people like 
have gotten married and seen you since and been like, what an asshole. Like, didn't say a single thing. Her <laughs> like, birthday. No, I swear I he's just uninformed. Birthdays. Yeah, I know. I do feel bad about that stuff sometimes, but. Yeah, it oh well. seems to really affect you day to day. Uh, I'll get an Instagram when you watch Avatar. I guess we'll just go down to our deathbed with no Instagram <laughs> and no so. movies. Um, that's a real bitch, but it, it's we all pick our battles. Uh, so, Daddy P, you have at four. He's, you know, that'll be somewhat of a controversial pick because he is on a three-game win streak. Um, and his, his roster seems pretty strong. Is there a certain reason you put him at four behind the next three that sticks out, or is it just off gut feel? That's a great question. He seems to have half of Cincinnati's roster in Perrine, Mixon, and Chase, who are all on by this upcoming week. He also has a formerly elite quarterback in Pettymount Mahomes, trademarked by yours truly, Jack Pettymount. It's a very um, average nickname, but it's yours. For whatever reason, Pettymount has been, he has been a little bland. Get it? <laughs> I get it. I got it. <laughs> um, also, Zeke um, is fine. Elijah Mitchell, he spent, I will say, great pickup because I think he's been really good. I spent like $70 on the waiver wire. I just spent $70 on uh, Tennessee's, well, current starter who I just dropped this last week because he was awful. Swag, swag, swag. McK- McKissick. Um, he has the starting wide receiver in Pittsburgh, who unfortunately a a uh, a zombie, a corpse of a man is selling to him at the moment. And then touchdown receivers like Najee Harris, though. <laughs> yeah, great for you. I don't know. I mean, I just I'm not super impressed by his lineup, even though he is five and four. I think he's one of those teams could very easily be four and five. I'm also super happy that he's having a boy, though. The Sheffield name lives on. That's exciting. That is exciting. That is exciting. Let's see which name lives on at number three. C. Scott Woo! coming in at number three. That feels good. That's my highest rating of the year. Feeling, feeling considering good about that. Baker's poor performance this year, have you can have you considering? Have you considered <laughs> changing your name? Absolutely not. I ride and die with this name. Okay. I ride and die with it forever. That's just factual. You, well, or until, he, until he leaves the Browns, and then I'll pick a new one. You feel good having an anti-vaxxer on your team? Uh, I do if he plays, yeah. I mean, because he's really good at football. But no, it, it's it's not conflicting at all, because in fantasy, I'm just worried about points. Um, and he didn't he didn't exactly murder anyone. Uh, Here, here's the question for you. Will you start OBJ? the first game he's back no that's the beauty of it is he's he's playing with them i think this week and so okay. i get to see it as he's learning the playbook i think there's a chance i don't play wait no that wasn't my question are you going to start him this week no no absolutely not so for the league who were curious about your starts versus not starts throughout the year some have been questionable some haven't some have been good. I want to Some know your. I want to know your thinking on this one, so that hopefully next week when OBJ goes off, you're gonna have to defend it. Wait, I don't understand. No, he's playing literally this Sunday. Okay, so you're not gonna start him. Not this Sunday. And defend that take. 
because I don't think by I know routes are routes, but I do think there's something with chemistry and being with the new team in like the fact that he signed today means mm-hmm. he's running routes for the first time tomorrow with Stafford. And I know okay. he's OBJ, but they've got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So I don't think he's going to get my rationale is I don't think he's going to get a ton of snaps this week. I think next week he'll see a huge increase. And he'll get some targets because they're not going to pay for someone like that and like not yeah. use them. And there's a chance. I mean, if he scores a touchdown, it's going to look terrible. But I don't think well, I'm a big like I'm a big targets and volume guy, and I don't think he's going to put up like ten or eight targets for five catches and eighty yards. I think it's going to be like yeah. three or four targets, and hopefully, and maybe a big play in there. But I think it's going to be pretty basic playbook for him this week, and then next week I think it's enough time okay. where then you start utilizing that piece a little more. That's and my rationale. Starting, That's my rationale. Look, you're starting Henderson over him, which I agree with, but I think, there's also poten- I think there's a potential for him to try and make a big splash his first game there, which would be interesting. I, I, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited about on that note though. I am excited about him being the Rams were a good spot for me having him on my roster. I was hoping for green Bay, but I'll take the Rams. I think that phenomenal mixing him robert woods and cooper cup there's mm-hmm. plenty they throw it plenty and i think if anything it does kind of hurt daryl henderson a little because now you got to feed a third guy the ball consistently but we've seen van jefferson kind of emerge as a good third wide receiver now you have obj in that spot or however you move around robert woods or whomever i think mm-hmm. there's that he'll definitely play in the next couple weeks in my lineup for sure it's okay. just hard he's been less less impactful than his name would make you think through the last three fantasy seasons, even with the the last season with the Giants, never had a good quarterback outside of Baker. But um, the, you know, prior to that, he had to do with the mouth breather in New York. Uh, There's not enough oxygen in New York for the mouth breather. No, not at all. You can tell in the Monday night broadcast. Okay, number two. I'm assuming it's got to be Coop, right? Yeah, it's Coop. His starting his first six guys: Jackson Swift. Taylor, Adams, Thielen, Andrews are electric. I love the trade for Thielen and a win-now move. I think it's going to work out really well. And then he has a lot of guys to play with for that flex spot, which is kind of fun. A little frisky. little frisky. I, that's a good, you know, frisky is actually a great word for Cooper's roster. Roster. I don't think you walk in and be like, oh, this is a bombshell. But you'd be like, I bet they're frisky. And that's yeah. exactly what Coop is. Oh man, his starting six dudes are really good. Happy for Coop. He's made some really good trades. Um, his team would not nearly be as good. Wouldn't be nearly as good with uh, without Taylor. What a development as uh, an owner just over the years. Just truly remarkable. Yeah, it's really impressive. Nice job, Coop. And number one, we've talked about him a lot this pod, so we'll keep it somewhat short and sweet. But it continues to be as it has been most weeks. Randall Tainer. Six and three drops a, a big one to Coop to kind of pull things, I guess, if you want to pretend they're closer. Um, better than seeing seven and two for the rest of the league. But Randall's had a firm control on the season and continues to. Do you see anything changing, or is he kind of your shoe-in for the title right now? Yeah, he's a shoe-in. I played him a few weeks ago in a must-win situation. I scored 115 and still didn't have a chance. Like, Yeah, it can feel hopeless against him at time. I kept saying... We had guys on the same team, but we he just had the better of the two. Never uh, a good spot to for, be in. <laughs> for example, I had Stafford, and Stafford kept on a cap all day long. I had Justin Jefferson, 
Cousins kept throwing to Thielen, and it was just so frustrating because I was doing well, but he's just doing better. Yeah. I think that's a situation he's going to put a lot of other owners in. Yep, at a point uh, you just throw your hands up. Gets. That's how I felt about John when he had Henry and Camara. Like, it felt hopeless at times. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, I hear you there. And John and had Debo's, Yeah, go ahead. Debo has really come on for the Niners. I've been really well, yeah, impressed with him. Debo's been a bigger sleeper, I think, than Cooper <laughs> Cup because Cooper Cup we knew was good. Debo was hurt all last year, and then prior to that was kind of a big play guy where it's either going to be a great week or a very lackluster. And this, this year he's just been purely explosive week in, week out. Last thing on Randall's team, um, the whole Hurts thing, and I know he's he's only scored 11 and 16 in his last two, but that's frustrating. Like, Randall's going to claim, oh, I totally predicted this one. I'm such a good owner. Hurts sucks at football. Well, he doesn't suck. Excuse no, me. I, it's compared right. to the rest of the starters around the league, he's not good. He's a fantasy anomaly. Yeah, I know. It's so frustrating because no one in the right mind would think oh he's gonna be my starting fantasy qb and randall's gonna claim that he had that we're not force, looking at the numbers foreskin, foresight to predict that he was the gonna foreskin. be a starter <laughs> and there's no way he thought about that one that was luck to be honest and when people are projecting hurts to be a good fantasy like qb 10 or something but he's he's literally i think qb one or close to it so I, yeah. I gotta agree with you there. There's there's some luck mixed in to that uh, that choice, and how consistent yeah. it's been. We'll see how the season ends up though. The Philly is not loving the Hertz QB experience in real life, so that's something that could throw for a loop if Hertz doesn't last the season as a starter for whatever reason. Um, not that they have anyone great to bring in behind him though. Okay, yeah. with that, let's quickly dive into the Week 10 matchups. We just covered most of the rosters, so we can keep it somewhat short and sweet. And as we do each week, we'll lead off with my matchup. <clears throat> I play against Derek this week. A big battle there. Every battle's big in our league because it's so damn close. The worst record's 3-6. and six, The best is 6-3. and three. That is as compact as you can really get, I think, in a lot of people's minds for a 10-man league. Derek, Derek had toit like a toyga. Uh, Derek had Devonte Freeman playing tonight for the Baltimore Ravens, which I think was a good pickup. He just didn't really produce huge tonight. Six and a half, so nothing to. It doesn't kill you completely. It just keeps you right in the middle, kind of projection wise. Um, how do you feel about this week's matchup? I, I guess, noteworthy to mention. It's just David Montgomery on by who's fresh back from injury, so. Nothing too significant. Good news. James Conner is going to be the lead back because I believe Chase Edmonds is already ruled out this week. So that could be huge for Arizona considering Conner's already scored a million touchdowns and he's been super hard to play. When he's their lead back, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy for you with that pick. Uh, I'm taking you... What, what would this give you, like a three or four game win streak? This would I'm be four. Yeah. And I don't think Devontae is a good pickup. Yeah, but, I think it sorry, was... Derek. I think it... it, it was good because he was their clear lead back tonight is kind of how I saw it at least is that he was their okay. kind of go-to. So um, it didn't, you're right. Didn't work out. He's definitely washed. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I'm going to pick myself and I, I did got to admit, I like seeing the six and a half tonight. That made me feel a little better. Um, Paul versus Cooper. This one's fun. Cause they're both riding three game win streaks. Me, Paul and Coop are the, three players with three game win streaks and were two and four uh, at the bottom of the league three weeks ago. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a fun ride with these fellas, but unfortunately uh, it will end for one of these two for sure. Um, 
who do you have taking the victory here? We had 15 points for Mark Andrews to make up, luckily for Lamar Jackson's underwhelming 14 by his own standards. Uh, yeah, he still squeaked out 14, though. Right. And and more importantly, Paul plays Mike Gusecki, a tight end for the Dolphins, who's been good all year um, in his flex. Like Mike Gusecki. <laughs> you had that one teed up. Mike Gusecki goes right. for zero here tonight on Thursday. So. Paul's staring down um, the barrel here with projection at 98 to Coop's 115. Do you uh, agree with the projections? The trigger is going to be pulled on that barrel. I'm sorry, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> You're dead in the water. Coop is going to take this one. Yeah, it's hard. That, tonight's performance influenced me pretty heavily with that zero in the flex spot. That's tough to come back from. I do think, though, you could make up for it with a huge return to form from Pat Mahomes in a 30 spot to take six, 15 or 16 on Lamar. Um, that can make up for it real quick. So I think Paul has some hope. Uh, he's if, if Patty Melt can come back to near, play, near fantasy QB, we've seen him in the past, I continue to think Paul's a scary team down the stretch of the season here yeah um then we've got two more yourself versus david walser uh traditionally i would not take me but just because david is dealing with some serious injury troubles i'm going to take me um i'm curious to see if david starts russell hustle and bustle instead of ryan Tannehill, because new orleans has a pretty good defense we'll see what he does there but um yeah david's dealing with injury troubles so i'm going to take myself i'm curious i don't know who to start for new england's running back because damien might be out so i just took all of the running backs i'm currently sporting <laughs> i'm currently sporting three new england running backs on my roster. i don't mind that honestly it's not a terrible play well they're a great running team it's just who's going to be that guy because stevenson is out so we'll see i think uh the way you've been able to scrap near a hundred points each week at times when your lineup doesn't look great, gives me confidence that you'll, you'll do it again this week. And I think David yeah. actually had a pretty good week last week, but only still had like a, what one Oh seven, somewhere in that range. So I can, I continue to be nervous about David's David Droster until the Browns running backs return to his starting lineup. That's a completely different look to a team when those guys are playing. Did you see Kittle come back last week? Oh, yeah, and he looked fantastic. That was huge for you. I know. Happy about that. Yeah, and Jimmy G looked for him often, which is always nice to see. True. Um, Just one second, Jack. All right, and we are back. Sorry for the quick break there. We've got our fourth matchup of the week, Randall Tainer versus John Fishback. Uh, John's kind of been on a skid since the Derrick Henry injury, I think. Um at least emotionally, and now Alvin to go on top of it. Meanwhile, we both agree Randall's basically a a wagon in the league. Um, Randall projected to win without playing a flex currently. That being said, John gets a good performance from Rashad Bateman. Oh, also not playing a flex. I see. They're both both missing a player from their lineup. Projected Randall 99, John 96. So ESPN thinks it's going to be close to you. No. <laughs> Randall, okay. Randall's team is terrifying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Randall's team is terrifying. I respect the hell out of him as a manager. Um, time and time again, we see that it's not picks one through four, but picks like five through eight that make or break a team. Yep. Um, and he dominated that portion of the draft, like with Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. Singletary, 
just a bunch of dudes that are putting up a lot of points. So I'm happy for him. Did a good job in the draft. Is it okay for me to say I'm not happy for anyone in the league except me when they win? Because <laughs> that's how I honestly yes. feel. Um, that okay. But that being said, Randall, it's tough to pick against week in and week out. Uh, you you covered all the main points. I think he continues to roll. Um, definitely claims the one seed going into the playoffs. It's just going to be a matter of who fills in around him. And I do I do continue to believe that there's potential for Randall's team to maybe come up a little flatter in the playoffs uh, late in the season. I, I don't think it's as unbeatable as maybe you do. Um, and well, especially in a two week format, I think there's some of the, t- some of the teams with their boom potential, if they start getting those players, especially some of the teams with injuries back and rolling um, come late season. I, I think there's a couple other scary teams mixed in the Lug as well. That could contend with Randall over the, the two week matchup format. Yeah, we'll see with Saquon. Yeah, it's a I, Cooper move and Randall that will be make a or break one. a team. Yeah, and I I just appreciate the move because I think you need to make a move like that to win a championship. I don't think you can do it with the team that you drafted. It'd be insanely lucky if you did. And so that's why I'm always a fan of a big move like that because you kind of need to like see where your team's at after five weeks and then find somebody who needs something that you got. You need some they got. I don't know. That's what I think, at least. We'll see. Well, and you've had very little success, so I'm sure no one will listen to that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The last matchup of Week 10, Tyler Bagenstoss, 3-6, and versus Kyle George, 4-5. and These were actually both the bottom of your rankings this week, Um, so I guess you could call it another toilet bowl (laughs) based on last week. Um, Dave and Tyler, of course, were last week's toilet bowl. We have Kyle Tyler this week's toilet bowl. Do you think Tyler continues to unfortunately be flushed in these matchups, or do you think um, he comes out with a ghost poop and dominates? That's a good question. I think Kyle wins just because he's got Murray and Hopkins back. He's got McCaffrey at full strength. We're assuming we have Cooper in a bounce back game. Pittman has just been rock steady, and he's going against Jacksonville, so he has a potential to put up a lot of points. And Hawkinson has been one of the sneaky best tight ends in the league i gotta agree i said it earlier i think kyle's team uh he's done a great job scrapping by he's actually got a decent amount of contributors to his squad it's just obviously the lack of star power that's hurt him throughout the season so i was gonna go tyler and except the marquise brown game tonight really hurts that outlook i thought tyler had a chance to kind of scrap through and pull one out Um, yeah and now now i'm leaning back towards kyle after only six points for marquise Marquis is a guy I will never pick in fantasy. Yeah, he's he's like the much lesser version of Tyreek Hill, the way they play. And um, even Tyreek Hill as a wide receiver, what, too, this year can be scary at times. Just some about the smaller guys, it's it can get, get a little scary. Yeah, he puts up some serious... Like, he put up 20 points against me, and since then, he hasn't done anything. Right, and God, those are the hardest guys to play. I know. That, that I stings. That was the tie. worst. One of the worst losses in fantasy history. Could only happen to you. All right, Jack, I think uh, at about an hour 10, we should go and wrap there. What do you think? Wait, were we recording the whole time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're live right now. This is it. This is it, baby. I thought you were gonna give me like a nod. Or no, something. that was your nod. That was me <laughs> nodding right to you, and you did a great job. 
Well, Ty, you know exactly how I feel about you and your Marquise Brown pick. There you go. I, oh, I thought that was what you wanted him to hear. <laughs> all right, give Not us your final send-off. I'm recording. on 1%. Okay, let's send it off. Um, I miss everybody here. Go Ducks. The road to the BCS Final Four starts now um, in Anthony Brown, we trust. Oh, man, that's a that's a tough race to get out of there, but... Uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how the duck season shapes up. Well, that'll be maybe on a later version of Commission Corner after they've blown another one to Oregon State. Um, <laughs> but until then, peace. Yeah. You play to win the game. Hello. You play to win the game. Playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.